All right, we're back. Episode seven of the Three Dudes Podcast. I'm your host, Easton Bennett. This is also your host, Liam Owens. And this is also your host over here, Broden Wonderlick. And uh, you know what? Good week for the boys. Yeah. Um, we mm-hmm. did stuff. We lived life. Last week, we talked about keeping your soap on a rope and your pants up in prison. Mm-hmm. We uh, Did we that? Talk yeah, about that a, little a lot, bit. though? A little bit. We touched on it. Or um, um, this week. Let me tell you about what we're doing this week. We're talking about Casey Sant. See that sign right there? Sixties. Sixties. Why did you the throw roaring sixties? The roaring. We're talking about. <laughs> Why'd you throw an S in there? I'm the sixties. Sound like turn into the Grinch. <laughs> What's his name? Uh, the Sean Connery. Yeah. James Bond. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, I'm not familiar. James Bond. James. Sean Connery. What is? But that? yeah. Um, Episode seven. We're gonna be talking about the sixties. He he jumped the gun a little bit there. As always, we start with the comments, but you guys can see it. It's right here. The sixties. Um, before we get into the sixties, gonna touch on some episode seven comments. And uh, you know, we had one TikTok blow up this week. It's about what fifty five thousand views or something on TikTok, Big which is crazy for us. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. crazy. It's kind of a we cool moment. It. Kind of a cool moment. Thank mm-hmm. you to those fifty thousand people. That viewed that, but we got some comments there. Um, we're not going to read them all because some of them were just bashing it. It was pretty much the TikTok was the crap story of me telling the $25 bet. That and got then, canceled. Yeah, the pit boss big dicked him and said that bet doesn't count. And uh, a lot of people said that's not a crazy crap story. And I said, you know what? We're from North Dakota. That's a crazy yeah. crap story. Sorry, man. So to lead off into that, I'd like to tell a crazier crap story. I've got two of them. So this crazy crap story, I am in Vegas with my dad. And... Uh, Actually, you know what? I'm going to skip that story because that one's not even that cool. But I'm going to tell the hard eight story. Broden, you weren't even there. Broden was in the Broden was in the hotel room. He's a little dead. Doing little okay? de- no, he's a little dead from the pool. I was, yeah, I was highly intoxicated oh, at that. 2 p.m. and uh, hung over violently at about 9 p.m. So. 9 p.m. of mm-hmm. the same day. So Broden was absent, but we're, we're down playing craps. And I had won $2,500 in this session of craps. And I have about 25 bucks on the hard eight. For those of you that don't know, the last story we talked about was the hard six or the hard, the hard 12. So two sixes, boxcars. <laughs> this one is two fours. So it'd be the hard eight. And uh, there's this Asian guy and his wife. His wife was probably four foot six standing across from me. And I said, all right, right here, we need a hard eight. What do we want? A little hard eight. So I put two fours facing up on the dice, picked them up, looked at the guys like we want a hard eight. He rolls his sleeve up. On his arm is tattooed two dice with hard eight on it. And I said, no fucking way. No. I threw the dice. Bing, 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 bing. Four, four. That's hard eight. 44. Hard eight. That's hard me. Eight. Wow. I started screaming. Cuts. I turned around. I don't know if you guys have ever been to Harris, but there's a little hallway right behind the crap silver planet. I turned around. I jumped. I sucker punched the ceiling because I was so excited. And yeah, it was a good time. And then after that, we hit another point. I did a cartwheel fall on the same wall, but... It was pretty crazy. Can so that was a, like you did a cartwheel when we were in Vegas too. Oh yeah, that's all. Well, yeah, that's I. Just, that that's crazy. my place to do them. I turned into a gymnast when I entered in Nevada. <laughs> it's like, like a perfect cartwheel. Like I would have Easton Bennett. No, Simone Biles. Yeah, like, exactly. It was crazy. It was perfect. Simone form. Bennett. Uh, but yeah, um, hit two twenty five bucks on the hard eight. So that was two fifty. It's pretty sweet, and I got to share it with my uh, new Asian friend with the hard eight tattooed on his arm. It was that's, fun. I want to meet him. You could have met him if you weren't yep. dead in the hotel room. But Had your chance. Yeah. Hey, he'll be back. When I we're wasn't back, the one force-feeding yeah. me alcohol in the cabana. I wasn't force-feeding you. I mean, but, uh... You know, you had a turkey baster. It was like a hamster with a dropper. 
in that cabana and I was the hamster and he was the dropper. Everyone at the pool literally was walking Random by there like, is people. your friend going to be okay? Yeah. He sat in the same position, head over his knees for an hour and a half, didn't cool. move. You sent me that Snapchat of him sitting there, this. Yep. And I was like, well, is this man all right? Well, he uh, wasn't at the time. Have he, you ever he battled. had a weekend with me? Yeah. I mean, you honestly, knew though, I was going to be all right. Honestly, though, like, it's not even a bad thing. Like, a lot of people probably think, oh, bro. No, it was awesome because he went balls to the wall <laughs> was, and then disappeared of off the face of the earth. Dude, I smacked a beach ball 50,000 feet. I'm not kidding it you. It was awesome. <laughs> but uh, that's that's the crap story. So maybe that one will blow up on TikTok, too. But uh, episode seven comments. Um, Ice T Irony. I kind of like that nickname. It's got some flow to it, huh? It's not like Ice T the rapper, though. Just like iced tea, like the beverage. So it's probably. Yeah, it's probably, probably what? That's it? Yeah, I don't they're know. Not I, was, I didn't know where I was going with that. <laughs> they're but, not quite a rapper. They're just a poet. No, like right Ice tea. Is that his name? No, it's Ice Cube. No, Ice T. Ice. He's an actor. Ice T. He was in Law and Order. Mm, all right. Well, let's pretend it's not. Yeah, I was thinking Ice Cube. You ice not Cube know who Ice T is? I do now that you're saying it and bringing it up, but. I was about to like look over at you guys and say, I was definitely Who am thinking, I talking like, to? I was definitely thinking like Ice Cube from Ride Along, him and Kevin Hart. Good movie. guy. Yeah. Totally a good guy. Oh, yeah. Anyways, Ice T Irony. This is what convos with my friends in games used to be. I don't know what games are, t- if they're talking about like athletic games Probably like or Xbox maybe like Live video party games. chat. That's what I think of when I oh, hear that. Well, yeah, it's kind of kind of stemmed from that story. That's kind of which mine story? were probably like way more vulgar than that. Yeah, we try to keep this somewhat, not PG because they're swearing and you don't want kids hearing it, but we keep it pretty viewable to the average adult, I would say. Moderate ourselves. Maybe a, a teenager here and there. Yeah. yeah. But uh, Xbox Live parties. Oh, those were a lawless place, man. <laughs> oh, my God. It was back, like the wild, wild west. Back in prime, back yeah. in prime Call of Duty. I mean, Modern Warfare 2. Oh, Every was, insult That went. was a different time. You heard... Some of the most unique insults yeah. ever. Every created. every bird flew in that yep. in that chat. <laughs> One flew over the cuckoo's nest. Man. One? All of them flew over the yeah. cuckoo's nest. That, yeah. that was a time I wish I could relive again for the first time. That I, was just, Oh, absolutely. Just, I remember me and Broden's prime Xbox Live days, there was one guy that got really mad at me during Xbox. He had beat me, and I was like a little kid. So I'm talking about that voice message you got yes, in eighth grade. I, I, I remember a, it. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. I get a voice message from a guy that's just been shitting on me the whole match, and it's him singing, and he's like, "You can get up on these nuts. You can get up on these nuts. You can smack them." And he just kept singing it over and over. And I'm like 13, right? So I'm like, "This, this man, is a grown man. This is a 20 to." 25 to 30 year old man yeah. next to me. Yeah. And I'm like, I wonder if this guy knows I'm 13. That's so funny. And I wish I still had it saved. But yeah, that was probably the best insult I've ever gotten on oh, Xbox Live Party. There's one that it makes me laugh every time I see it. It's, it's, I see it posted all the time of that one where it's that guy that was playing Madden. And he messages him and he goes, you suck at Madden. Never play the game again. And this is a grown man. And he, re- he replies to him and goes, sorry, I'm only 12. Yeah, and, and then he goes, "Oh, never mind. I didn't mean that. You know, you're good for your age." And he says, uh, "My mom doesn't let me play the game because I'm so fat. She calls me fat boy." <laughs> Dude, out of nowhere, video games are they're they're like you said, they're a lawless place, man. No, but you meet a lot of you meet a lot of people. There's hilarious. there's good people out there. Interesting. Oh, yeah. We'll have to do an episode on video games. Honestly, uh, King Twenty Six Smitty says. Would you rather be cellmates with a serial killer or a rapist? Talking about the prison episode. Um, 
We're going to say neither because that wouldn't be fun. You can't. What? You but gotta, you have to choose now. What? But why not a serial rapist? Yeah. <laughs> well. Also horrible. Also, yeah. If we're if we're comparing the three, yeah, you, I think it's just eyes closed, throw a dart at the wall at that point. You're asking for a shit sandwich or a shit sandwich with mustard at that point. <laughs> it's yeah, still it's, a shit sandwich. Yeah. Exactly. You see that white speck on that top of that dog shit? Well, that's dog shit too. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, if I had to choose, I'd probably go. It depends the mood of each of the characters. If the killer's dormant, I'd probably go him. Dorm- what is he, a volcano? Yeah, but like he's like not really in the killing mood anymore. Like he had his fix. He's in prison. He's at the peak yeah, of his killing yeah, this mood. Is, Are you this kidding is his me? Prime time. Now he like- is ready to stab you in the face with a rusty spoon. He's just itching. How for big a is he and what's his name? Uh, We're going to go same, same build, same size for both of them. Oh, like your clone. We got to yeah, so we got we have to neutralize this question. I mean, yeah, we got to bring it, it down to its He's 6 foot 2 and he's 215 pounds. And is his name John? His name's Bobby. The killer or the rapist? They're both. He's a killer rapist. Right. I'm going rapist cuz I can't that's my best chance of not dying, I'd say. Hmm. Well, you think because i mean because you want to think about you know what never mind let's not you know what what? let's spill my beer sounds like you're already thinking about it well what are you thinking all right i'll say it here's the thing a serial killer probably pretty good at killing you'd imagine yeah serial rapist probably pretty good at raping i'd say yeah I think it's a lose-lose situation there. It well, yeah, boils down, would you rather be dead or sodomized? It's the lesser of two evils. Bingo. So what are you well, at I, here? I'm, I'm wondering which, Benny, one, which one you would have an easier time defending yourself against. Because Which one would you, yeah, yeah. Which one would you rather go up against? Let's hear it. Come on. A rapist or a murderer? I would think a rapist, but. I, I feel like it's pretty like. Easy. A murderer? Answer. Dude, a serial killer? Knows how to. The serial rapist might not always be horny. A serial killer <laughs> always wants to kill. That's I, true. Okay, yeah. That raises I, a very I, fair I point. I bet yeah, the serial rapist is pretty horny uh, all the time. <laughs> there has to be a reason he's That's there. why he's yeah. a serial rapist. <laughs> he's not doing it once. Yeah. It's a string of horniness. <laughs> it's just, it's just it's this is a one percent horny guy. Like yeah. they talk about the one percent wealthy. He's a one percent horny guy. Maybe top half. <laughs> and he'll take oh, your top it's half. It's gonna be top half, all right. It'll be bottom <laughs> half too. It's both halves, all three. See, this is the part of the podcast where I don't even know if we're gonna be able to post any of this, but we're talking about. Yeah, it. we are. We uh, gotta find something. Michael there. Michael Drake, ninety eight. These videos are always entertaining. Uh, thank you, Michael. Thank you, Michael. Yeah, actually, uh, we do it for you, Mike. It's we do it, for, Mike. We do it for you, and uh, you know these are fun to do. Whether mm-hmm. we have eight viewers or eight hundred and fifty viewers or eight hundred fifty thousand. Uh, shout yeah. out to uh, shout out to Michael Drake, which Thanks. we should mention because I don't know how many people get to the end of these episodes, but leave a leave a review and. Say something. Yeah. So, I mean, at some mainly, point, 
mainly we, we're trying to grow this thing so we can quit our jobs and talk about the things that we can't talk about currently. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, leave a review. Um, share it with your mother or your Maybe. grandma or your friend or your father. Maybe not your grandma. Mm-hmm. I don't know how grandmas um, take well to this. Cherry, pick the episode and share with your grandma. Uh, Snake Jig says, are you, again, back to the prison episode, <laughs> are you suggesting to basically leave everyone in solitary? Uh. <clears throat> I'll run this one because I guess I'm. If that was my clip that I said. Yep. Uh, the bad ones, leave them in solitary. Yeah. I mean, guys that did some did some bad shit. Yeah. Okay, but um, go further on that. What What do you mean by the bad ones? I mean, guys that murdered. Just the murderers. I mean, it's only like fourteen murderer and like above. Like that's only four and above. How do you get higher <laughs> than like that? Like a mass murder. murder and then genocide and then. Uh, I mean, yeah, like the it, Hitlers yeah. and Stalin's of. Of prison, there's only fourteen percent of people in solitary. Then that's true too. I mean, could be higher. So like, what, like obviously, like you would probably say like rapists. I'd maybe. say pedophiles yes. could go yeah. for a bit. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, well, because I think a lot of those guys get handled in prison because yeah, like, pedophiles. Well, like, well, get like we said in the in that podcast, it was like if, you show, if, if people show up to prison and they are rapists or like pedophiles. Yeah. And they, they Gen get, Pop finds out about it. Yeah, they get fucked. Not literally. Physically and literally. Well, probably Physically too, yeah. and emotionally. Dude, every, I'm not gonna lie, probably. in every version of the word fucked, that happens to him. Yeah. Yeah. But there is, but then he followed that comment. Did you, what did he say? Yeah, he said, uh, I put that prison in. is twofold. One, it's for, it's for rehab. And then he also says it's for punishment. So yeah, I understand. And so I understand. I that think too. the rehab is for like the people that are there for drugs though. Like that's yes, you don't rehab from murder. Yeah, I'd be like, nah, he's well, a good guy. There's, like, there's people that go into prison and they serve their time and they change. Yes. He's a good guy. I went to school and he won't murder again. Though. Yeah, yeah. No, because uh, that was just because a, there a are down. there are people in prison that they do they turn it around. Yeah, because I, because those are the percentage of people that realize, fuck, I gotta stop doing this. But not the people with tattoos, probably. No, that's why Japan said. What's so bad about tattoos? If they're on your face, like under your eye, with the teardrop. Yeah. Oh, so you don't like Mike we know Tyson. What, we know what that means. If you don't know what that means, if you have a teardrop under your eye, it means you murdered someone. So I don't think if, if you murder someone and then get that tattoo, I don't think you're being reformed. No, probably not. I feel like that's something that you're proud of. Probably, yeah. Because you're you're talking about it. Yeah. I don't have any tattoos. Showing. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to get get a tattoo at 60 that says I'm retired. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just because... I'm done killing. I've yeah. collected my 401k. Yeah. Get to cash it in. Uh, yeah. That's all we got. The comments we got for uh, oh, the prison one, episode. One last comment. One last comment from um, our side of the couch. Wyatt and Sierra Cook, as yeah. well as Michaela, said they brought us to Iceland and played us in a bar. I think it's Iceland. 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 It's the Iceland. Oh, but, so, so is it Greenland or is it Greenland? Greenland. I think, yeah, they played us in like a, a, a bar, like a hotel or something like yeah. that. It, Which we appreciate you bringing us overseas. Yeah. And yeah. Hello, Spend Iceland. Iceland. I'm going to say Iceland. Because Benny I- chirped me for it. So All the Icelandics over there. Yeah. We love you guys. Guten Tag. Gu- That's <laughs> not Icelandies. Reykjavik. What? Capital of Iceland. Yeah. Where are you going? Oh. I thought you were going to pee. I was like, I'm going to have to kill you. <laughs> so soon. Uh, episode seven, the 60s. We're going to talk about the 60s and everything the that happened in the 60s. 60s. The uh, when I was doing this research, I found out there's a lot that happened in the 60s. So there might be a part two. We'll see how much we get to here in the next hour. 
But uh, we're going to start it off with uh, hefty ice in there. Ice in that beer? No. You, you could have just frozen glass? Yeah, you could have just drank it out of the can. Do you have ice in there? Like they wanted you to. A few cubes, yeah. Cubics. Ice Ooh. in the beer, huh? Never tried it. There's like two in there. And what am I going to do with it now that it's in the cup? It's a weird Drink it out of the can. Probably drown yourself but I have the cup. if you could. Yeah, I I I I I get that. <laughs> oh my god, going over some rumble strips there, will you? Good grief! But I'm just I'm. So we're talking about the wilders. '60s. We're talking, yeah, a lot of beer in the '60s. We're going to talk on uh, Woodstock first. Um, so there's two Woodstocks actually, 1969, 1990 something. And uh, we wanted to touch on this. Actually, the topic came from the new Woodstock documentary that came out on Netflix. Can you guys quit freaking playing pee pee whackers over there? And <laughs> we're listening. Yeah, I'm just I know, but the guy's making a foam tower on top of his <laughs> cup of ice beer. It's getting there. Look at that thing. It's a nice um, head. Uh, <laughs> okay, back to that. Woodstock. Uh, so Woodstock was a rock music festival at Max. <laughs> wow. I love that. Wow. I love that. For those of you listening, Liam just shot foam. All over the couch. <laughs> he took one <laughs> sniff of the foam and it went oh. right back out the blower. Oof. So Max Uger's <laughs> 600 acre dairy farm in the town of Bethel, New York from the 15th to the 18th of August in 1969. Um, I wonder if that's where the song the summer of 69 stemmed from. Brian Adams. Yeah. It's gotta be. Or a really weird coincidence. <laughs> Coincidence? You were trying to hold back a yawn there. Co- no, I just messed it up. Because I was going to say Kawinky Dink, and then I uh, said coincidence and said, no. You, I was, you I was, were not saying Kawinky Dink. <laughs> it's there now, though. I said it <laughs> to explain myself because Broden called me out. Go ahead. Uh, but yeah, Brian Adams did not perform at Woodstock, actually. He was uh, probably like eight. It might be the most famous rock concert and festival ever held. For many, it showed the counterculture of the 1960s and the hippie era. Hippies, mm-hmm. man. Woodstock. Peace and love, you know? Peace and love. So apparently they just walk around throw, throw, throw the peace up. Just peace high, as, up. high as jet planes. I don't think they did. Uh, I think they did too many, not too many drugs, but they did more drugs than their parents probably wanted them to there. Yeah, there's definitely an allowable amount. Yeah. Because, <clears throat> like, you know, you're in the 60s. Your parents are like. You're probably going to do some drugs, but like stay away from like those ones. Like and then the they're bad like, ones. they're like, we're going to do those ones. And we're, they were like, and they never said what those ones were, but both parties knew what those as ones Lee were. As Lee would say, like, we're going to do a smorgasbord <laughs> of <laughs> drugs. We're going to try them all. Now, Liam's never actually said that, but in a previous episode, he said the word smorgasbord. He says smorgasbord. it all the time. So we're I not going to, we're not going to lead the audience astray to every no. time we're out. Liam's like, all right, let's do a smorgasbord of drugs. No, no, I, I just meant not. the word smorgasbord. Yeah. I love saying that. I think so, uh, it's not only a hilarious bird word, but it's applicable to a lot of things. It is because there's so many things that are smorgasbord sized. Yeah. Like a, a high variety. What do you want to eat? A smorgasbord of Culver's. Yeah, everything they got, like the whole menu, whatever they got, essentially. They're they're concrete mixtures. How'd golf go today? Not a smorgasbord of shots, under trees, over trees, under trees, missed eagle putts, sand, water, everything. Uh, So Woodstock was an opportunity for people to escape into music and spread a message of unity and peace. I think that. Yeah, when I picture like hippies, I think like everyone there was like Jenny from Forrest Gump. (laughs) 
Yeah, kind of close. And they had to be just like no. They had long skirts and, and they were no wearing underwear. those shirts that have like the strings in the armpits. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, they're like they're like field cowboys. Yep. Where <laughs> what do they call those things? Uh, Tassels, drug rugs, bolo ties, drug rugs. But what's the real name for them? Oh. Sweatshirts made of rugs. Yeah, but no. Okay. Great. Yeah, no, I I know what you're saying. Oh, this is gonna wreck. I have one of those I wear at the I'm fire. Just pissed that I can't think of it. I know. Uh, so let's talk about the lineup here. The lineup. For Woodstock? Yep, three-day lineup. And when I was doing this research... It's like the state fair. I did the first two days. And until the end of the second day, I was like, I have no idea who any of these people are. So day one, uh, it opened with Richie Havens. And fun fact about Richie Havens is uh, Sweetwater was actually supposed to be the concert's first scheduled performer, but they were stuck in traffic. So the organizers scrambled to find a replacement and they finally selected folk singer Richie Haven. So I don't even think he was supposed to be there. And then while Sweetwater's in traffic, they're calling around. So and he's tra- like, yeah, like, I guess I'm just at a family lunch. I could come. You don't like have it in the notes, but like how many people showed up to Woodstock? Well, I think it was like 400,000. Holy in shit. That's pretty in the, in the original plan, they said it was going to be like 50,000. So whoever their analyst is, their person predicting things should have been guillotined. Probably. Yeah. Seems a little harsh. Well, I, I don't know, man. Well, he didn't commit any crimes. Maybe the percentage was off by a slight. A, a slight. slight. A hair yeah. or a wig. You know what people say? Ah, it's off a hair. It's yeah. off a sea hair. That man was off I mean, a wig. Yeah, only 300%. But, yeah. Hey, you know. Only. People make mistakes. We're all human. He was ballpark. We get it. He was not ballpark. <laughs> you know, he was at like, you know, a, a, a little a sacrifice bunt. And these guys were in Colorado. Yeah. Uh. He was at a sacrifice bunt and buddies hit a home run. Yeah. Wasn't even close. Um, so, yeah, it was Richie Havens. Then Sweetwater eventually um, found their way through traffic. Performed second. Uh, traffic. That's crazy. Sweetwater. How do you... Who's the person planning this? How do you... How do you are you in traffic hat right when you're about to perform? Because Maybe get there a hair early. Well, I think they were only planning for 50,000 people. So the person driving was like, eh, not going to be that busy. Well, we'll and give then, us like an hour the, to get and there. And then the next 350,000 people showed up and said, watch this. Screw we're it. here first. Yeah. Watch this. But you think they'd be there before it started too? Who's showing up when the first act's supposed to go on? Late people. Yeah. Liam All of us. Right here. Not me. I'm I'm a 15 minutes early guy or you're late guy. I'm good for my tea time. Yeah. But anything else? You tell me to be there at 7? I'll be there at 7. What, what did you say earlier uh, when uh, our buddy was asking about, he sent that TikTok to us and you were like, I feel like a piece of shit if yeah. I'm not there 15 minutes early for my tea time. Oh, yeah, because you're there. Because you are ready to tee off at that tea time. So yeah. you, you should be on the little practice green next to the tea box, getting your chips in, getting your putts in, reading the greens for the day. Anything else? No. Show and go golfers are the worst people on earth. Yeah. We have a good friend, Alex Shimke, that will show 1236 tea time. We were golfing Saturday and he showed up at 1234, went and paid in a minute and a half and was hitting his ball at 1236. I'm like, I hate you a lot. And then he smacked it 350 yards. He did dead straight. He was 100 out. <laughs> did he actually? Yeah. yeah. No, he hits the shit out of the ball. And he birdied really? it too. Chipped up, put in, birdie. I'm like, he's like, Is Shim golf a little? Oh yeah, and he hits the ball so far. He has no distance control to save his life. Yeah, but he, yeah, he hits his max well. distance is up there. Really? He hit a two hundred twenty yard seven iron. I want to golf with this kid because he, I can. I consider myself a. 
I mean, I, I don't want to say a bulky dude, but yeah, I, I put some power behind it. He snaps that 115 pound body around. He is, which is well, crazy. Okay, well, how tall is he? He is six two, six three. Yeah, plays a factor. Sure. Yeah, he whips her. He whips that stick around. It's like Next a pendulum. Two weeks. We got. We don't yeah. have a lot left of the season. Two weeks. Let's go. No, we, we can go we golf for sure. Yeah, please. We can go a little four way action. Uh, so back to the lineup. We're there's so many people I got to even talk about. We don't have facts on all of them, but Sweetwater, uh, Sri Swami, Sachidinanda. Okay, <laughs> say that in English and not Egyptian. I think it might be an Egyptian singer. So. <laughs> oh my goodness! Talking in hieroglyphics. Sri Swami, Sach Idananda, Idananda. Sachinananda. Shiva Kamini Soba. Kandakam Shiva. <laughs> Bert Sommer. Robbie Shankar. Shankar. Tim Harden. James isn't, Tim, Harden. isn't Tim Harden a basketball player? That's uh, like James, just Harden. James Harden. Close. Oh, I know James Harden. Could be relatives. Tim Duncan and James Harden had a fever child, and now he's a singer. Had a fever grandpa. <laughs> yeah. Melanie Safka. Arlo Guthrie. I think Guthrie is a funny name. I, yeah. Now that you Guthrie, say it, Guthrie, you put your clothes away. Dude, one of my favorite names of all time for no reason, and I just remember it from like playing like baseball as a kid. Bartholomew. And some parent just yes. yells out, "Come on, Luther! <laughs> Luther! <laughs> Luther is one of my favorite names." Clarence is up there for a good one. Um, Joanne Baez, Joan, Joanne. Joan. It's got to be Joan Baez. Definitely Joan Baez. People are going to rip me for that one. Joan Baez. Say that, it both ways so that, you cover both bases. That wrap day one. Uh, lineup day two. Quill. Country Joe McDonald. I like how he throws an adjective in front of his name. Because they like wouldn't know who he country is. Country like, Joe. Joe McDonald. They're like, who? It's not just you know Joe country, McDonald. You know Country Joe. Yeah. Oh. Country, country Joe. Joe. Yeah. I know yeah. that guy. Santana. Oof. John B. Sebastian, Keith Bach. Hartley Band, The Incredible String Band. <laughs> what a name. It's Is sound- that self-given? Well, Has I'm sure they put a lot of blamed. They probably thought about that one for quite some time. You can't just give yourself the name The Incredible String Band. That almost comes oh, from... Can. If, if, if you, you better be like tits. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you show the up to the national string band competition and you wipe the floor with everyone. Go ahead. I think you've earned them. I think you've earned saying, yeah, we're going to start. Do you know this? Do they show up to the national competition? I was born 37 years after this. So no. Okay. Well then how do you give yourself that name? I think if you're named the incredible string band, you give it to, it's almost like God is like, Hey, we need our band names today. And then they go around and like people are like, need to do, need a gritty dirt band. And we're like, we're queen. And then they're like, what are you guys? They're like, incredible string band. And he's like, and yeah, he's like, love it. Cool. Sounds good. All right. And then they move on. They're like, wow. Pass Dodge there. A bullet. Dodge a bullet there. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then they're like, we're at Woodstock. Uh, canned Heat. Canned Heat. Canned heat. That going is up country. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's one of my favorite songs of that's all time. The, that's actually the first band when I was doing the research that I actually recognized was Canned Heat. Canned Heat. Yeah. For those of you that have played Skate 3, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Mountain, The Grateful Dead, and Rap Day 2 with Credence Clearwater Revival. The Grateful Dead. Funny story about The Grateful Dead. Liam might actually remember this. We worked with a guy at uh, when we worked at Menards. Uh, it's regional. It's like a hardware store, lumberyard. But uh, this guy named Dave from Virginia. You know who I'm talking about now? 
Or no. Garden Center Dave? Yeah. Garden no, no, Center not, Dave. Not, not, not Garden Center Dave. The other Dave. Hippie Garden. Dave. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You got what you call him Woodstock Dave? I forgot no. about Hippie so, Dave. That this dude, he was from cat. Virginia, and he was <laughs> a cat. Yeah. He was a cat, man. He, he would tell us stories because he like grew up in that kind of time, as, like the 60s, 70s was when mm-hmm. he was in his big party phase. And he was like, yeah, I used to. I used to follow around the Grateful Dead, like man, we uh, we so you're to, a groupie, yeah, basically. Yeah. But he was a dude, groupie you know. Dave, dude. groupie Dave. But we called him Hippie Dave, yeah, because he his and, his, his brain was mush. Oh my goodness, Scramble yeah. Squad, it's like CTE on another level, but <laughs> so from, funny from various other things, <laughs> not head <laughs> injuries, <laughs> not not physical injuries, no, self induced, far from it. Uh, um, and he would just be like, yeah, man, I used to follow the Grateful Dead around and we dip our cigarettes in PCP and smoke the shit out of a bag. I <laughs> can't be safe. And then, and then one day he like he shows up for work and then he's uh, he's out of it and he doesn't show up for like a week. And he he uh, gets a hold of our manager and he just goes, yeah, I had a family reunion back home. Won't be back for a while. Never showed up again. Never heard from him again. Did Hippie Dave uh, live in a van? <laughs> couldn't tell you. Dude, I mean, I'm not lived under a bridge. I don't know. Yeah, but but oh, he was man. a gem of a dude. So Stories funny. like you wouldn't believe. Didn't, he was, there was one day I, I was helping somebody and he came out of nowhere and he started, he was yelling something. <laughs> and I was in the middle of helping someone. He, he like, he popped around the corner and just started doing some weird stuff. <laughs> Dude, and it was hilarious. But That's I, all that was on his menu was weird stuff. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That was <laughs> a smorgasbord of weird stuff there for that go. guy. <laughs> there, there it is. There it is. It always comes full circle. Hippie Dave. I almost want to meet Hippie Dave. Oh, uh, yeah. You do. Going, going into lineup day three, started the day off with the Who. Nice. Uh, Jefferson Airplane. Good band. See, do, I wonder how they come up with their names. It's got to be a smorgasbord hat filled. There just it is again. Random generator. generator. Yeah. They, they're Google random generator. They're like random well, I mean, band it's names. like the 60s. So like, how high can we get? Let's think of a name. Mm-hmm. And we're all just toasted. <laughs> sitting, in a, sitting in a chair, just going, oh, I toasted love airplanes. Singers. And this guy goes, Where's your first airplane? He's he goes, like, I love Thomas Jefferson. He goes, oh, Jefferson Airplane. <laughs> He's like, where's the first plane you ever flew on? He's like, Jefferson Airport. He's like, let's do the Jefferson Airplanes. I think we could do it. Yeah. Cool. He's like, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> and then it's, it's just, out there. Yeah, I'm just in the slot to think that is awesome. Country Joe and the Fish. Another Country Joe? That's a ripoff of Country Joe McDonald, I think. Couple country Joes, and he, that guy's last name is McDonald too. And he's like, Country Joe's take, Country Joe McDonald's taking man. He's like, What do you want to do? He's like, I got a lot of fish in my house. He's like, Really? I'm like, Yeah, like tanks of them. Yeah, like, in the I walls, love, on the shelves. Like, you could be Country Joe and the fish. <laughs> All right, let's ride with it. He's the guy who came up with the Finding Nemo <laughs> because he just loves fish. Uh, Janice Joplin. There's a good one. Hall of Famer. Ten. Yeah. Is there a country music hall? Is there a music hall of fame? What? It's gotta be. You've never. Did you heard just of ask it? if there was a country music hall of fame? No, I knew that, but is there just like a general music hall of fame? 
I, no, oh, there's like a rock and roll hall of fame. It's called like that. A country music the hall general of fame. music hall of fame. I'm in country music hall of fame. I'm in the general music hall of but, fame. But I mean, so. if you don't know who Janis Joplin is, you're living with Patrick Starr under that rock. Oh, 100%. You're probably living with Hippie Dave in that van. No, Hippie uh, Dave knows that. <laughs> Trust me. Sly and the Family Stone. Blood, Sweat, and Tears. It's a good one. Crosby, Stills, and Nash and Young. Wow. Crosby? Stills and Nash and Young. What That's got to be like four last names of. No one No one could put their pride away. Yeah. They're like, hey, we'll just be like. We're going to be. The Nashes. He's like. Mm. We're going to be Nash and, Nash and friends. Mm. Nope. You can suck it. Dirty Nash and friends. Dirty Mike and the boys. Paul Butterfield Blues Band. Shanana. And Jimi Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix. And oh, that's a Hall of Famer. Like, that's probably the. That was a day two. Okay, day th- that's day three. That's yeah. day three, Jimmy. Yeah. That's crazy to think about. Now you say Jimi Hendrix is a huge one, right? You want to yeah. hear the crazy story about Jimi Hendrix at Woodstock? Nobody showed up. Pretty much no one saw it. Yep. Because I remember that he that said great. in his contract he was one of the only people that got paid or something like that, two hundred k, and uh, so much money. Two hundred k in today's money, I think. Oh, okay. Oh. Yep. So two hundred k, and uh, he. In his contract, he said nobody could go on after him. And the lineup and scheduling for all these people to go out on stage got so ridiculous and just so off the rails that he would just walk around the festival grounds and just wait for his set. And eventually, they put him on stage at Monday morning at 9 a.m. And he was supposed to be Sunday night. And pretty much all the festival goers had already left. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody, either that or they were sleeping off the fucking LSD. That's probably true. <laughs> they went to bed literally an hour before his set. I mean, hindsight being twenty twenty, as somebody being at was like that show to the Jimi Hendrix. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> Honestly, but like going back to work. Apparently, I don't I think, think people, people at Woodstock worked. <laughs> no, they had to do something. Yeah, drugs. All of them. <laughs> yeah, that does not correlate very well with going to work. They're like, we're doing stuff. It's not work. I'll tell you that. Yeah. We're not getting paid to do anything. I'm putting in work, but it's not like for money. Yeah. No. They lived off the land. Bunch of Ted Kaczynski's out there. <laughs> there in you go. Bunch of mountain men <laughs> and women and women. Uh, so here's some facts about Woodstock. Uh, the festival took place actually 70 miles away from Woodstock in Bethel, New York. I didn't even know Woodstock was a town. I, I remember either. that faintly. Me either. But no know. one's going to be like, oh, are you going to the Bethel Festival later? No. No. Woodstock, Woodstock sounds so cool. Woodstock. Well, it sounds it well, sounds now that great. it happened. But yeah. if I think it was a crash and burn, probably people probably not even talked about it. People didn't even talk about it? Talk about Woodstock? Dude. No, they wouldn't talk about it if it just sucked. Oh, Woodstock yeah. wouldn't even be cool. The well, name. Yeah. The name. Like I mean, usually if something sucks, sweet. you just don't remember it. But yeah. It's true. <laughs> Uh, we're going to skip that part. That's pretty boring after I just reread that. Uh, the music nearly came to a halt on Saturday night. Hours into the festival, Woodstock's organizers were hemorrhaging money. The sheer number of attendees and the logistics of collecting money and tickets at the gates had forced them to abandon the idea of four pay concert and instead let everyone in for free. Do you know that? Really? Talk about no wonder why there were so many people Saturday night. No wonder why they had free. so much more money to buy drugs. They're like, we didn't have to buy tickets to this. Sweet. Yeah. We saved our three dollars and fifty cents to I get in here. Yeah. Oh yeah. Dead grass. Cost them three point one million to put this on. And they made oh. one point eight. They lost? 
lost money. It took them until 1980 to pay back the people that were You're telling me funding the it. biggest music festival of all time lost $2 million? Yeah, and right before you said that, I told you they didn't charge anyone to go. So. But no, dude, but yeah. still, still. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, oh. The biggest music festival ever was free, and they didn't make money. You're crazy. <laughs> it was free for one night. Do we know you if saw. that's true? Is that the biggest music festival in history? Yes. Yeah. Pretty much, well, they say of all time. How many people Maybe the were most at, notorious, uh, but. I don't know about attendance-wise, but. What was, uh. Like, what's Coachella and Burning Man and all those? Concert? No, that's too recent. I'm talking about, like, Queen. Was that? Oh, uh, Live Aid. But that's not a music festival. That was a charity. Oh, never mind. That. At Wembley Stadium? Is that what you're talking about? I think so. Whatever the documentary said. Yeah. It's got to be it. That's the yeah. one everybody knows. And they're like, hey, yo. Hey, yo. Yep. Glad you guys Good ripped that. Rip. That was nice. Um, Jimi Hendrix headliner. We talked about that. Uh, Martin Scorsese cut a uh, Woodstock documentary. And actually, they sold the rights to Warner Brothers. Martin Scorsese. Yep, right there. Wolf of Wall Street on the wall. Martin Scorsese, pretty much, they sold the rights to Warner Brothers, so he made, like, no money on it. But it's, like, literally one of the most famous uh, or the most profitable movies of all time. Apparently. Allegedly. So they say. So Martin says, yeah. There were uh, three deaths at Woodstock, but no confirmed births. Two drug overdoses, and one kid got ran over. A lot of conceptions, though. (laughs) A lot of conceptions at Woodstock. Nine months from Woodstock? I'll get there. Two drug overdoses. (laughs) Well, I don't know about the conceptions, but... Yes. Two drug overdoses and one kid got ran over by a tractor that was collecting debris. You think he's just laying there and the guy thought... He's passed out off drugs. Yeah, and he just... He thought it was a garbage bag. He's like, that guy's already dead. I'm just going to pick it up so nobody gets in trouble. I'm going to make sure he's dead. Good grief. Yeah, they say he died from the tractor, but really he was dead hours before that. I guess we don't know. We can't ask him either. That's the crazy part. Um, So apparently there's a lot of people say that a lot of people gave birth at Woodstock. Nothing was ever confirmed. But um, yeah, I mean, I think it was a a lot of consensual... Sex being had in Bethel, New York in 1969 at that festival. Say so that's a pretty safe bet, yeah. If I'm a betting man, I always bet the over. Well, good for them. Uh, I wish we could look into the stats of like nine to like anywhere from seven to eight or like 10 months after Woodstock. No, you don't want to because the stat man that was at Woodstock, we discussed was yeah. horrible at his job. <laughs> Like, how many people were born? It's like 50K. Seven to like 10 months after Woodstock. It's like seven people were born. That's why the, that's why the baby plus. boomers are a thing. Yeah. Uh, let's get into the space race. I dress for the occasion. could not have came more prepared. For I dress for the occasion. I was so excited to talk about the space race. Yeah. Rodin's ripping the uh, NASA sweater. So the space race was from 1955 to 1975. And we're going to talk smack dab in the middle of it, 1960. So for those of you people that were born a few years ago, the 20th century competition between two Cold War rivals, the Soviet Union and the United States, to achieve superior spaceflight capability. So pretty much it was a pissing contest of who could get to space first, the Russians or the Americans. Mm -hmm. Yours truly. I didn't go, but my people did. A lot of people's did. 12, actually, only 12 people did. Both nations wanted to prove they had the best technology and ideology. Uh, the first man-made object to enter Earth's orbit in 1957, which is a hair before our 
topic is uh, from the unit. Wow, that's crazy. Cousin. <laughs> Kick the table. He's either messy. Uh, is, what do you think it was called? What? The, the thing that was that in went in? Yeah. From the, the pre-Minocta. Actually, I don't even know if it was the United States. It, I think it's sure. Sputnik. Ah, dang it. Oh, man. It's a that. Russian word for traveler. So I like to think, which I don't know the facts on this because I didn't, I totally passed over it, but I like to think it's an American thing. And then they named it Sputnik as kind of like a up yours. We're in the air and we'll use your words. No, I mean, not. You think it's a Russian? Just a double fist in the ass right there. Yeah. Because, like, we're not going to throw a ship up in the sky and then be like, what's his name? Traveler. Yeah. Because it's not nearly as cool as Sputnik, you know? Sputnik sounds like a name for a dog. Like, something you can you can name something Sputnik. Well, didn't Sputnik. Russia send a dog to space? It did. Like, before anything? And his name is Sputnik. Shut up. <laughs> it's Balto. Was oh, it? No. Oh, I was... <laughs> So you could have no. told me. I'm like, wow, See, you could have sold, I, I I have have no sold all of you guys on that and just got well, ripped in the comments after yeah, that. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, the U.S. Army actually built the first American satellite in 1958, and NASA wasn't formed until a year later. I didn't know NASA wasn't a thing until... Did you know that NASA originally was started to explore the ocean before space? We talked about that on the ocean episode. I, I was, was going to rip you for that, but in the event that somebody didn't watch the last episode. It's true. I guess it's fair to say it again. Yeah, you almost got a big you're an idiot bomb from Liam. Just about. But Huge. I don't know. You did. That's all right, though. Uh, President John F. Kennedy. Hmm, we'll get to him later. Didn't end well for him. Further ignited the space race in 1961, saying, I believe that this nation could commit, should commit itself to achieving the goal before the decade is out of landing a man on the moon and returning him safely to the earth. Wouldn't it be crazy if he said that quote and he's just like, we just want to get a guy to the moon. He returns safe and we don't really give a shit. Got to get him there. He can find his own way back. <laughs> I don't know if you can find your own way back. I'm sure you, I'm sure you, you can, can see, see where you're going. You see where you're going. It's, you got a little ways to go. It's two brothers and they're like, all right, we made it. Where do we got to go now? He's like, points. <laughs> they're all the way back over there. That big bread right ball. He's like, how do we get there? He's like, John didn't tell us. John said, we are on our own. If we want to live here, we can, or we can head back home, and get medals and stuff. Yeah, so, imagine that coming back and it's like they forget you about did you. all this. Yeah, been too long. They're like moon landing. That was a year ago. Yeah, how You're long did it take to get from the moon to the? Wow, Liam's got to yeah. go pissed. Dude, I'm sorry. It's all right. We'll I got pause. a little. I got a kitten bladder, man. I'm sorry. A little urine. My fault. Sorry. Sorry, everyone, everyone watching, listening. All right, we're back. Liam's done pissing. Uh, I can't remember what we're talking about, but yeah, John. Talking about getting people to the moon and trying to find their way back somehow. Yeah, just get your own way back. Uh, top secret. So from 1960 to 1972, in a reconnaissance project code named Corona, the United States routinely photographed the Soviet Union from space. Well, so big brother like, action. It was like mm -hmm. OnlyFans, but for like countries. But there's like not boobies. Yeah, it's kind of the point. <laughs> they are there's a lot. You're getting all of them in one photo, but they're just so small. That's okay. They might be big, but it's from so far Oof. out. Hey. Depends what you're comparing it to, you know. Yeah, um, well, you comparing a set of boobs to the Earth? Yeah, there's no problem with small boobs. I saw a thing that said I'm the Earth. Yeah, a little love them all. Personally, myself, yeah. I'm I saw. I saw a thing that said the Earth. Is Neil deGrasse Tyson, I think. And he said, if the Earth 
was shrunken down into the size of, of a, a cue ball, ball it, it would, would be perfectly, perfectly round. round. Yeah, smooth. You could if a smooth, giant yeah. if a giant be able to feel rubbed anyway. his finger over the earth, it would feel like a cue ball because yeah. because the bottom of the Mariana Trench, our deepest point, is like listen to the ocean. So episode. so yeah, I was right there. I was, it's like eleven it's, miles. The distance from the Marianas Trench to the top of Mount Everest. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Like, and when you shrink that down into the size of a groove, and it'd be like the piece, the size of a piece of hair. I think the width of a human hair. I think they said. Yeah, that's crazy. Which would be crazy. I want to meet a giant that could rub it up for us, so we could act. Wait a second. <laughs> what are you talking about here? You guys took this. You guys took this so that's the wrong. Rub up the earth. A giant. We're gonna take yeah. it. A giant you that can rub wanna, us up. I want to meet a giant. Rub it, it up for us. That's there's plenty. There of, there's go. plenty that's of six. Even, I said rub women. it up. Rub it up for us. Yeah, the earth with his thumb. Mm, okay, mm. never mind. Oh. Get your guys' head out of the gutter for good lord. What? You should have known where that was going to go. If you're going to phrase it. it like that. I was testing you guys to see if you've grown up and you haven't. Not a chance. <laughs> Never. Never. That's because right. that's that's one of my favorite quotes is that growing old is mandatory, but growing up is optional. I'm going to be young at heart forever. I'm going to be a weird, weird old guy. <laughs> I cannot wait. You're I'm a weird, be- weird 25-year-old guy. <laughs> we're going to clip. I'm already there. Hey, we're going to clip that. I'm going to be a weird old guy. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be walking through the grocery store, and I'm going to just start just throwing just singles of cheese around. And they can't stop me because I'm old. I got. And, yeah, you're probably going to be wearing, like, high white socks to, like, the middle of your shin, but yep. they're, like, not name brand. Yep. I'm going to shit myself. Just got I don't know if you need to throw that one in there. <laughs> I'm going to wear adult diapers. Maybe not that far. Screw it in there. At some point, I might. It happens. We all get there, I think. Yeah, some of us have you quicker. Yeah, you quicker. Um, what else do we want to talk about on the moon? Uh, Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin became the first men on the moon in 1969. Since then, ten American men have also performed spacewalks. However, no one has returned to the moon. 1972 spacewalks—they make it sound one, like a dance move. Like moonwalk? small step for man. Yeah, and one giant leap. One space, one spacewalk for the next ten. That's what he should have said. I didn't realize that there was that many people. I don't get it though. Like we're in 1969 and we send guys to the moon, but and now with our technology, we haven't sent anybody back. Well, they say why? Why do we need to? For what? We've discovered so much of this big. They were there for like not very long. A couple days. Like a weekend family trip. You want to go to the moon? Yeah, but like, I mean, then take our technology with us and then go on the moon. How much more could we learn? Well, what technology would take? Like the blockchain? Would we take up there? No, I want you to take the fucking <laughs> wheel up there, pal. That's, Look, that's what it. <laughs> Look what yeah, we got. Look what we got. I'm sure there's a lot of wheels that get us there, though. I think we had we- wheels were around in 1969. Do you well, not I mean, get what I'm saying, though? I get what you're saying, but it's a comedy podcast. So it'd be crazy <laughs> if we said jokes on it. Yeah. Weird. I mean, at this point, I mean, do we even we don't need to send people there anymore because we have rovers. We have everything that could give us what we need. So we should start sending animals. We already they did that. They sent a dog there, and he brought he us didn't nothing. go to the moon. No, not at the well, moon. Not yeah, the he moon. didn't bring us anything. Space. How's he supposed to grab anything from there? Exactly. That's why Does they. Mouth, that, that's why they said. My dog picks up dog. stuff. He with can't his pick mouth. up anything. He's halfway there, and like, you didn't think Shit. about this. He, he finds a stick. 
speaking of not thinking of anything about being in space, uh, I believe, I have no idea, I'm completely going off the cuff here, but the first time they were in space and they sent up an astronaut with like a pen mm-hmm. and it didn't work because there's no gravity. Mm, so the, ink, so the yeah. ink couldn't come out of the end of the pen. And so I think the United States spent a lot, a lot of money. Nathan, look this up. Spent a lot of money trying to develop a pen that could write in space. And the Russians used a pencil. That makes a lot of so, sense. So we <laughs> kind of shit. I think I think we kind of got that's true. Check, I think we got checked there pretty hard. That they almost out space race us just in that one fact. I think yeah. if I but back to the dog thing, I think if you put like one of my shoes there, it that dog would find it and bring it back. Because they seem to find my shoes all around the house and fucking run around with them. Dogs? My dogs. Dude, dogs will find I mean, anything. You have Dude, one dog. Put something. Three. You have three? My parents have three dogs. Oh, I didn't know that. But yeah, if you like put that or like the sole whatever of my shoe or like. Yeah, whatever you don't want them to find, throw it up there and they'll find it. Yeah, just a little something like at a distance they have to kind of jump to grab it. Like put some buns on top of a table. My dogs love buns on if top we, of a table. If they we love it. If we sent a team, we have like four bags of buns on a table right now. I know. It's, dude, it's a you're freaking me out. Yeah. If we sent a team of humans to the moon, put a 48 inch table with a bunch of buns on it, sent them back, then sent a bunch of dogs there, I bet they could retrieve them. How, oh, man. Yeah, no, my dogs won't retrieve how, them. They'll eat them. How would they? Plastic and all. They're wearing space helmets. How are they going to grab God, it? God, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Son, Richie, how are they gonna grab it? I didn't even think that dogs have to wear spacesuits too. <laughs> Please tell me you're kidding. I'm not kidding. They don't breathe all. the same air that we do. I don't even need it. Didn't even. I didn't even didn't even cross my mind that spacesuits were a thing. Didn't even didn't even not even. For have a you second. never seen an astronaut? I am, but I I have. But I just didn't think it's one of those things that you just don't think about. You just think I'm going to grab these buns off the table because you're putting them in the same scenarios. Like You've gotten so familiar with it that it just, yeah, yeah. it's just like Nathan, go ahead. <laughs> when I picture dogs on the moon, I didn't even think about them being in little astronaut suits. No. Yeah. Not even a little bit. That's so much well, dogs funnier to visualize. Well, dogs are not actually. Dogs. What do you got, Nathan? Okay. So from, wow, that was crazy. A little bit more. From reading this, um, the story that NASA spent a million dollars to try to make a space pen is a myth, but they did know that pens did not work in space. And some other guy, Paul C. Fisher and his company, the Fisher pen company, they invested $1 million to create what is now known as a space pen. So it wasn't actually NASA. It was some other guy. Who I feel like NASA paid him off to be like, change that fucking story right now. We're not that dumb. So yeah, honestly, what was the end product? A pencil. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a pen that could write in space. Number three pencil. <laughs> but they couldn't bring actual pencils Not on there because they were sharp and they could, like, you're floating around in space. You know, everything's a weapon. So everything's could, a weapon here. It's not like I'm going into a concert venue and be like, any it's weapons on you? I got a fucking sharp pencil. I just sharpened it in my they car. Were flammable. Was, pencils oh. are flammable? What? Yeah, they're wood. Wooden pencils are flammable. If you light them on fire, you can't light fires in space. There's no oxygen. You have to think about these things when you're in space. 
There's I no don't. oxygen in space. You can't light fires. In the how are the astronauts up there? There's no. How are the astronauts up there? In the thing where it's, there is oxygen. There's oxygen inside. Yeah. He's saying that but he's not, not starting a fire on the moon's surface. But they're he's not, starting it in the they're ship. Not sitting there in what's the thing called? The shuttle. Sure. They're not sitting there in the shuttle with a handful of pencils going. Fuck. <laughs> just trying to light one on fire. No, no why would you spending, do that? Why don't you just bring a lighter? Exactly. I'm not going to be a caveman if I'm starting to fire. I'm not rubbing it in my hands like that. I'm barbecue lighter. I'm not saying they were trying to start fires with them, but like when you're Put spending it. millions and millions and millions of dollars to fly somebody to the moon yeah. for of taxpayers' money, you do have to think of, you know, keeping them alive. That's kind of the number one goal. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking about it. I've never been sitting in class through grades one through 12 and writing with my pencil thinking, what if things, what if this is on fire? What about kids? There's always a chance it could, you know, I should start wearing diapers all the time. There's always a chance I just shit myself in the middle of the day. I think if you're not shitting yourself once a month, you're not taking enough risks. uh, uh, I'm more worried about about shitting myself than I am about random fires. I'll be honest with you. you know, well, the, yeah, I, I I I run into the situation of shitting myself way more than I do pencils starting on fire. Oh, or anything. Or anything, start, really, yeah. yeah. Uh, I gotta go. Oh, gosh, where are we even at? Um, we but yeah, pencils in space. We were Not just great. at something. Maybe they should have brought like a feather with a bowl of ink. That's a quill? Yeah, like the band <laughs> at Woodstock. <laughs> that what? that the noise a quill and feather makes? <laughs> God I just love that noise. Uh, Apollo 11 effectively proved the U.S. victory in the space race to demonstrate space flight superiority. Um, the one forgotten astronaut, Michael Collins. He never set foot on the lunar surface like his crewmates Aldrin and Armstrong, who died in 2012. That's kind of crazy. I didn't know that. that none, of the, none of the men flew in space after the Apollo 11 mission. I guess, yeah, what do you do, though? After you do that, you're like, whatever, I'm done. I retire. What else can I do? You're not going to put me on Jupiter. I just, yeah, I went to the moon. I have conquered life. Their life probably sucked after that. They had nothing to live for. I don't want to say that. There's so much to live for. No, 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 I'm saying like they peaked. Like there's not a, what bigger accomplishment are you going to have? I went to the damn moon. Like a lot of the time, they probably had a family at the time, but. Even well, that, yeah, if you have a family, is that going to trump walking on the fucking moon? I would hope so. Depends on how much I it would, matters to you. I would hope so. There's, there's Do you a love lot of your things. wife and kids? Yeah. You know how easy it is to make a <laughs> child? <Man. laughs> you know how easy it is to make a child compared to how easy it isn't no. to be on the moon? It's a coin flip. Some people have an easy Some people have an easy time making kids. Some people don't. <laughs> we're not even maybe, talking about, we're ta- talking about starting a, a family. I could start a family point. tomorrow. You don't know that. I know that I could walk into okay, a you store. Could, yeah, you could adopt. Yeah, that's a family. Walk into a store. Walk into a store. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm saying walk into a store. Well, I would need a, a female counterpart to start this family with. I'm not doing it by myself. So I could walk in and be like, hey, the quality of person I might get is might be lower, but I could find someone that wants to start a family. I thought you meant just walk into a store and boom, I got a kid. No, I'm, just I'm not going to go buying, buy a I'm not kid gonna, from, yeah. from Walmart. <laughs> I mean, we're going to the kids section. They got diapers and infants and real kids. Actually, <laughs> like, it's a package deal. You get a kid, you get a free outfit. <laughs> it's like they're fish tanks. You just walk in <laughs> incubators with kids. Put them in a bag. <laughs> Drag them around. You guys All are right. sick. 
You like how much is that one way? They put it on the scale because they they you pay it's for them like you, yeah you it's pay for them like you do apples. I this guess kid, that, or what do you pay for them? Twenty four forty nine per pound. Bananas usually. Okay, yeah. Produce. Let's see. Yeah, That's so why I always bring my own scale to the uh, store in case I ever have to buy a child. I don't want to pay too much, you know. All right, so let's get into the Cuban Missile Crisis. <laughs> we're talking about. Yes. Is that? Uh, yep. Yep. Who is that guy? That pitcher? Free to call this Chapman. Yeah. Free to call Cuban Missile. Cuban Missile. He said pitcher, not painter. Mm. Yeah. The guy that got his ear cut off, Picasso. Ah, Van no. Gogh. That's Van Gogh. Michelangelo. Ah, uh, Da Vinci. Ooh, Ooh Raphael. <laughs> Donatello. Turtles. I were just naming turtles, yeah. Uh, so the Cuban Missile Crisis was a direct and dangerous confrontation between the United States and the Soviet Union during the Cold War and was the moment when the two superpowers came closest to nuclear conflict. Mm-hmm. So we almost all died. Could have been. Not me. I was not alive. Yeah. 13-day 13 13 day political and military standoff in 1962 over the installation of nuclear-armed Soviet missiles on Cuba just 90 miles on the U.S. shores. So Russia's like, fuck it. We're going to get close. We're yeah. Gonna, we're going to get them in there. They Russia went like that. Uh, ripped yeah. it out. You know what that is? The actual term for that? That? No. Oh. That's big dicking right there. Yeah, that's no. what they did. What's they the term for it? Brinkmanship. Elaborate. Brinkmanship is basically coming to the brink of war, like flexing your powers and how much you can really? have. Yeah. I don't know why that was the like one of the few things I chose to remember from high school, but chose to remember. Oh, I think it was Daryl Brinkman started the first war. I think the things that you could remember from high school, I could write down on one sheet of college rule paper. College ruled. <laughs> He's not, you could, he's, you could he probably d- double space. Yeah, I was just going to say, he's double space in his writing, yeah. too. <laughs> in big font. <laughs> just size 28 font. Yeah. You could capitalize every letter. Because he's, there is a handful of things I remember from He's improperly indenting, too. Yeah. It's so far in. Yeah, All right. <laughs> yeah. uh, that makes sense, though. 90 uh, miles. Yeah. That's not very far, pal. Uh, the American U-2 spy plane secretly photographed nuclear missile sites being built by the Soviet nuclear. Union. On you say nuclear. What did I You're say? Nuclear. Nuclear? Nu- What's the difference? You said nuclear. That's just not even a word. That's like you're saying to put the U in front of the L. It's just nuclear. nuclear. N-U-C-L-E-A-R. Nuclear. nuclear. Yeah. There's no extra U in there. We didn't buy that fucking vowel. I'm saying it wrong. Yeah. I think I've been saying it wrong my whole life. Stop. I'm no, glad. I'm serious. He's having his own little come to Jesus moment. Yeah, I am. <laughs> oh, my God. I've you been killer. doing it wrong. <laughs> did you ever watch he the... Uh, he's looking like... Drop a nuclear bomb on... Nuclear. He did it again. Do you nuclear. have uh, Do you have nuclear. HBO Max? Nuclear. I got everything. Jailbroke. Broken shit. You watched watch the uh, Chernobyl. Chernobyl documentary? Oh, my gosh. We're going to talk about... I'm getting deja vu now. Did I say that right? <laughs> Java, <laughs> I'm getting De Java right now. That's a, I think that's a drink you get at Caribou Coffee. Who's your favorite Java? Who's your favorite Uber driver? I never been. To I Uber never Uber Uber. <laughs> Um, you know when you get hit in the face with a lot of stuff, it's like Debris. Debris, <laughs> my favorite. And just like I said last time, emphasis on the wrong level. I think that the Americans have a problem with taking pictures of the Soviets from the sky. I think that goes probably both ways, every way around the world. We got prop. Do no, you? no. Oh, that's really, that'd be insane. I'm just 
I was you, gonna push you back into your corner. Your little dunce cap. Jim, if you're gonna talk, you're gonna talk into the mic. Uh nu- nuclear missile sites Love being it. built by Soviet Union in the island of Cuba. Uh President Kennedy did not want the Soviet Union and Cuba to know how to know that he had discovered the missiles. Obviously not. He's not gonna text and be like, I know you got missiles. I know what you did last Halloween. Let me touch on this real quick, actually. I got, a, I got a wild story real quick. So, you know how pissed off I am that you're pouring your beer into that plastic cup? <laughs> I couldn't care less about what you think about how I pour my beer into my cup because it's my cup and my beer. Actually, it's your beer. It's actually my beer and my Thank cup. You. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for both. That's a tough anyways, argument. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, continue. Sorry. I had to hit you real quick. It's our beer. Uh, so my one of my journeymen, he's getting his pilot's license right now. He got his pilot's license. He bought a plane. Cool. So he's pretty rich. Well off. Is I mean, it? well, he's he's saved a lot of money. So he he came from poverty. He grew up on food stamps and everything like that. And so he he's, he pinches a lot of pennies. And so that's one of his things. He, he wanted to buy a plane. He wanted to get his pilot's license. And that's what he chose to do. And apparently there was uh, this guy that was going through and he was wanted to go up in the plane, wanted to fly around. You know, take a test flight, not with him, but through one of his instructors there at the Air Force Base. Or not the Air Force Base, at the airport. And he goes, hey, do you mind if we... Uh, when does the story get good? Pretty soon. <laughs> okay. Pretty soon. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, re- I'm, I'm, I'm stretching her out. Her. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm stretching her out here right. because I'm thinking about this cruise light here. Okay. And uh, he goes, you mind if we... F-? He's at the airport. You mind if we fly over the Air Force Base? He goes, yeah, sure. You know, he's like, can we do a, can we do a low fly over? Turns out this guy was actually, a, I don't know if I should be saying this on the pod, but he was a Russian spy. Holy He fuck. was a Russian spy. You weren't kidding about the story. No, I'm, I'm dead serious. He was a, he's a Russian spy trying to do a low fly over the Air Force Base and gain information. And did Buddy say, yeah, I can't do that? They found, so they found out because, I mean, if you, if you request to do that, I mean, you kind of get put on a watch list. Yeah, you're kind of like, eh. For obvious reason. And... So they said, or he told me that, yeah, they, like the CIA came in and they actually. This is in Minot. Yes. Wow. Yeah. In Minot, like one of the biggest. Well, yeah, we got a pretty big Air Force base, which if there's any Russians, well, we, have we don't have anything. Bombs. Yeah. And so. we don't have any nuclear missiles or nothing. Yeah, nothing. we don't have anything. Yeah. We got a couple of planes and shit, like maybe like a helicopter here and there. Yeah. That's that's kind of crazy though. I mean, it's a wild holy story. F- no, yeah, that's. Yeah. Did the guy no, tell he told me that when he said, "Hey, could we do a low flyer?" Did he look at him and say, "Are you a spy?" Because you have to tell me if you are. <laughs> you have to tell me. You have to tell me if you. are No, I, I imagine not, but I think I think they flagged him, of course, and then they ran a check, and they go, "Yeah, this actually just this guy." Now he's on a list. No, he's now he's not in anymore. prison. Not anymore. He's not on the list, but he's he's but he's fra- detained. His friend is yeah. on a list. He's in Guantanamo Bay. Friend. The friend that wants to do the low flyer? The guy that wanted to do the low fryer, so, flyer was the Russian spy. Yeah. Yeah, where's he? Not here anymore. Dude, he's like in underground 10 miles somewhere being questioned. He's right getting, now. yeah, he's he's getting. They found out he was a Russian spy, spy that did a. <laughs> dude, shut up. <laughs> we're, sh- we're really shooting this one right now. Because uh, I did all of it too. I did all of that. Just think about it. They found out this dude was a Russian spy, like our rival. That flew over one of the most, I understand, most that. average nuclear bases in but all of the United they, States. Let's but, not sugarcoat it here. Yeah. We're, 
We got we got power up here. We got the color. dog in us up here. Yeah. yeah. But here's what I'm saying, bro. Is when he said, "Hey, let's do a low flyover." Did they immediately go? He's a Russian spy. No. Get in the so, back of this car. No. They no. They they said like, "Yeah, we can do that." He said, "Yeah, that's cool." And then so I think they took him out on the flight. And while they're on the flight, they're like, "Hey, run a check on this guy." And sure as God wore sandals, just, they yeah. pinned him. Well, that, like, it's sandals? just precautionary measures. Like if somebody thing. wants to do a low fly over the base, like let's maybe take a look. And they and let him. Can you, can I do a low fly over the base well, if I could they, operate a plane? They in? they let him in accordance with the fact that they're running a backroom check, background check, and then locked him up when he landed. Breathe. Yeah, because they found out. Oh wow, this guy just came here from Russia. This guy's not great. Mm. Did he look Russian? Well. I would have known if I was your journeyman. I would have been like, "What's your name?" And if he was like, "No, I think well, so." Wasn't with, if he said, "Just told me the story." If he said, "Let me Igor, get this straight," your journeyman, the guy who was getting his license, was the one who originally asked to do the flyover. No, no the journeyman was the guy flying the, the plane. Told me the story. No, my journeyman was not flying the plane. The oh, Russian guy asked boring. asked their instructor. How is that any less boring? I thought boring your journeyman. Than what I, I thought you, you knew this guy. You didn't even say there was an instructor. The way you yes, told the I story, did. No, the way you told the story, it sounded like there was two guys in the plane. Your journeyman and the fucking yes. communist. Yes, no, I because my journeyman didn't have his license yet. No, I, just, I, I, I thought there was two people. I thought the Russian asked the person flying, like, "Hey, let's do this." Yes, you told the story. I almost fell asleep in the first half of the story, so that was probably Not the problem. I wasn't really following it because you were milking this Coors Light, but you so were, the Russian was flying by himself. No, you can't. That's crazy. Not without your fuck pilot's is, license. Who the fuck You're is flying? Why would he ask to do a flow fly over? Who the fuck's flying what plane? Yeah. How many people are in the plane? Give us two. A- two. There's the instructor who is legally allowed to fly the plane and the person that's flying the plane. So your journeyman knew the instructor. Yes, because he's getting Thank his pilot's license. Your journeyman license. wasn't Thank on the plane. You. Thank no. you. No. Oh, okay. See, the, yeah, okay. the way you, the way you explained it. it. it I don't like think so. Your journeyman was flying with the spy. I think anyone listening to this was following along just fine. We'll find out. If they're not, leave comment. a comment. Leave a comment. Yeah, and yeah. Make, I would love to. Yeah, throw have pie. You guys throw pie in my leave. face. That's fine because I want to know. Boy, is the pie in my face. All right, let's uh, get. Let's go into the JFK assassination. Hmm. We this happened there. in nineteen. Yeah, so we went to just this last uh, New Year's. We were in Dallas and we went to Dealey Plaza and the book depository. Kind of stood exactly where the Harvey Oswald was. Playing real life Call of Duty, like ten feet. Liam's trying to—he's trying to get back <laughs> at us and say my story is boring. We're talking about an assassin. You're talking ten feet about a fake Russian that you made that. Story it was on real the, on the fly. You made that up. Ten feet and sixty years later. Yeah, and we were standing in the window of where he shot from. Well, the window next to it because they have that like glass box around where you actually shot. Like exactly how it was Rep- the day. Yeah, and it's a, it's, is it? It's like pretty short, is it not? I did think we say it, it was I, far? I can't remember. No, I think it's a lot closer than you actually thought it would be. Yeah. That's what I felt like when I went there. Like, I was looking out the window next to it. I was like. You could have thrown a rock at him and hit easy. him in the head. Yeah. Like, that's how close like, it, it is. It's, it's, you yeah. thought it was, like, road here, building, like, off in the distance. No, and, he's, like, shooting almost, like, straight down into his head. Yeah. And he had that goofy bullet. Lee Harvey had that magic bullet. You know how everyone says there was a magic bullet that kind of like went through him and then through his chest and through the other guy? Well, because the what did they say? There was three shots because there's three X's on the road on uh, Dealey Plaza. Is there? I thought there was only one. No, there, there's one big one where JFK yeah. okay, got the yeah, one yeah, in yeah. the noggin. But then there's like two more where... 
he had two other shots were fired, which hit the governor because the governor of mm-hmm. Texas rode with him, got hit like in the throat or something like that, or like in the shoulder, back of the neck, back yeah, shoulder, I think. And then uh, the second one went through him and hit JFK in, yeah, just you know, turned him into ramen noodles. Oh, his head was scramble squad, but yeah. So like when we went there, it's a really cool museum. <laughs> If you guys, if you guys are ever in Dallas, that's like the one thing I'll recommend is to go go to that museum because it go was to, yeah. that was my favorite part of our whole trip going through the book depository. Yeah, and mainly, Plaza. and you can walk right across there, take pictures. Yeah, literally, you it's can go stand awesome. deep. It's so weird because I have a picture of standing on the axe of where he got shot, and I just took a picture of my feet standing over it, and it's almost surreal thinking JFK got shot literally exactly where I'm standing. And like people just cars drive over all day. It's just yeah, a you got white to dodge X traffic. Just a white X of tape on the road. It, yeah, tape or paint, whatever it's, it is. It's not even paint. It's just like rubber. Paint, yeah, we'll we'll put up a picture of it. Yeah, right. I got from our trip. We'll we'll throw it up. But um, pictures just, from the window and everything. Yeah. Yep. And it's crazy, dude. How close it? Like I literally like he could have done a spitball. It's yeah no, like we said it's. Are we talking so much closer than you think it actually was? Within a hundred yards? Yes, easy. Oh, shorter than a hundred yards. It's a chip shot. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's like I I I'll I'll show you the well, picture. Like, yeah. like it's so, so like, close. JFK, he's doing like a parade. So it's not like he's cruising through there at highway speeds, you know? He's going, you know, yeah. like 10, 15 miles an hour. Like you probably could have hit him. You hunt. Yeah. It's yeah. enough where you could have bobbed him. If yeah. you can hit a moving target. I bet. If I was running across my front yard right now, or my neighbor's front yard, you can hit running. me from my window. Yeah. Yeah, with ease. Yeah. That's what it's like. Yeah. And it's, yeah, so it's pretty surreal to be there. It's actually, I didn't love that when we were there, there was garbage all over the actual, like, Dealey Plaza, the little thing they got there. It wasn't there. well kept. No, it wasn't. There was McDonald's bags, and, like, I'm like, this seems to be, like, it should be, like, a national, not a national monument, because it's not, like, the Lincoln Memorial or the Washington Memorial, but it's, like... It's a pretty big piece of history of the United States. And it's just like the first garbage everywhere. president to yeah. ever get shot and killed from it. Yeah. It's almost weird. It almost felt like I was in a movie when I was standing there. Well, and then like the whole museum itself. Museum's cool. They got like, oh my goodness. There's a diagram like the size of this table that like shows in miniature. Like they have strings coming from the window down to like the car and they like show everything. It's pretty sweet. I'll show you all the pictures like, after this. Yeah. And, um, it's cool. Like that, all the different films that yeah, were. There's a Pruder film. So that's one thing I want to get That's the into. most famous one. They had the uh, the camera there or a replica of the camera. No, the actual. It, it was the actual camera. Was it the real one? Yeah. Okay. Um, so there's a Pruder film was. Uh, it was pretty much the one video, the most famous video of the actual assassination. Do you Are you familiar with the Zapruder film? No. So the Zapruder film was a man named Abraham Zapruder. I was shooting on an eight millimeter uh, camera and it was like 486 frames. And on frame 313 is actually when he the bullet hit his yeah, head. When JFK's head is, I you know, maybe it was 312. It hit him and the 313 is his head snapping back. Right. But this a Bruder film. That's pretty much all the conspiracy theories. Everything that you see, they judge it based on that one film. It's like the cleanest and most. Yep. Yeah. So like, this says yeah. the Zapruder film, and I actually bought a book there for my dad because someone asked me the other day um, if my dad had read a book, and I think I said my dad's the only book my dad's ever read is anything to do with JFK. 
in his assassination. <laughs> he's and he's a history teacher. Yeah, he's fascinated with it. So the Zapruder film is right? a silent, yep, silent eight millimeter mo- color motion picture sequence shot by Abraham Zapruder with a Bell and Howell home movie camera as United States President John F. Kennedy's motorcade passed through Dealey Plaza in Texas. The film captures the moment of the president's assassination. It's been called the most important 26 seconds of film in history. 26 seconds, 486 frames, I think it is. Um, What is not well known, however, is that a single frame of it was kept largely secret from the public view for 12 years after the assassination. So frame 313, they didn't release it. They won't show the public because the pruder said he would have nightmares about that frame. Like didn't want anyone to see it. Didn't want the public to see it. Nothing. So he, uh, this year says frame 313, the frame that gave Abraham Zapruder nightmares, the frame he insisted be withheld from the public. Zapruder made clear frame 313 gave him nightmares and he didn't want to be the one to inflict them on the rest of America. He sold the film to Life Magazine uh, for 150000 in 1963. So Which I don't know what that is in today's money. Nathan, we want to look that up. 150K in 1963. Uh, so sold it for, and Life Magazine kept 313. Frame 313 out of it. They then sold the film back to the Zapruder family for $1 in 1978. Zapruders allowed the film to be stored at the National Archives. That's crazy. The National Archives and Records Administration where it remains. What do you got? Uh, Something like 1.5 million. 1.5 million he sold it for. In today's mind. That seems about legit. So like, have you ever seen it? You've definitely seen it. Ah, yeah. At some point, yeah. The one video of the if assassination you, yeah, scene, that's you, the if, film. Yeah. yeah. If you saw it, you'd recognize it. It fascinates me, man. Like, I don't know why I'm so fascinated with this one 20 sec- 26 I, second. I think it's because all the, uh, and this is probably for a different, different episode, but like all the different conspiracies that go with it. Yeah. yeah. And I got those actually on here. Which is another cool thing about the museum is that they don't they explain just, all of them. They don't go just into what's known as facts they go into what everybody thinks about these assassinations yeah you'd think you'd go there and they'd be like okay here's the facts lee harvey oswald killed him lee harvey oswald oswald was then killed by jack ruby and blah 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 right no they have a section for every single one they're like like, okay the cia and then it explains the conspiracy of the cia yeah then it goes into the dog man theory then it goes into the umbrella man it's pretty sweet actually it'll blow your mind that museum will it's awesome um so let's get into some conspiracy theories then um, so the first one, like I just mentioned, the CIA was involved. This one I think is one of the more popular ones. Um, everyone remembered what they were doing at that moment, but what exactly was the CIA doing? Dave Perry, a former insurance claims adjuster who has begun digging through JFK assassination records since 1976, pointed out that the CIA may have been on Oswald, may have had Oswald on the payroll or overheard Oswald plotting with the Soviets at their Russian embassy in Mexico. So they think that, I don't know the exact story, but they think that the CIA purposely hired Oswald to kill JFK, and then they had Jack Ruby kill Oswald, so it was a full cover-up. Because Jack Ruby killed, do you know this, that Jack Ruby killed the guy that killed JFK? They were transporting him through a basement. He was in handcuffs. And they were transporting him to jail or whatever. And this Jack Ruby, I can't remember what he was. Um, I want to say he was like an actor, a movie star or something. He came up, shot Lee Harvey Oswald when he was in custody of the police and killed him. Basically. 
basically like cover hey, up loose ends. Yeah, that's what people think. It's basically like, yeah. hey, you can't talk to him, you can't interview him, nothing, because I just killed him. Yeah, which is crazy to me because that leaves just so many doors open, and we'll never know the answer. And I think yeah. that makes it more believable. Yeah, is the fact that he was killed. Yeah, and a lot of people say that it wasn't Lee Harvey Oswald because there's a photo, and this has been debunked, but I like to think it's real because I like to believe everything, you know. And they judge based on there's a picture of Lee Harvey Oswald in the backyard with the rifle that he killed him with. And it's people photoshopped. say, yeah, people say it's photoshopped and they go over it. And like, obviously they debunked it and everything saying the shadows are weird and all that kind of stuff, but it's cool too. Well, and uh, then they, they try to time to Russia. Yeah. Like you said. And so it makes it that much more believable. And they think he's a Soviet agent and all that stuff. Because like yeah. six days before he killed him, he was in Russia. But I didn't really get into that one very much. Uh, second conspiracy theory, the black dog man theory. Uh, the black dog man figure can be seen in a pyracantha bush in frame 413 of the Zapruder film. So after he was killed, they pan over and in the bush, there's a guy and they call him the black dog man. And they think that that's actually the guy that killed him, not Lee Harvey Oswald from the book depository. Right. But this has been debunked saying... Um, the guy's actually in front of the bush. He's not behind the bush. You're reading the film wrong. And the Bill Miller right here, it says, Bill Miller argues that the man is actually the groundskeeper Emmett Hudson. No one's ruled out the black doggy yet, though. So they say that's the groundskeeper of Dealey Plaza. It's like, hmm. I mean, yeah. it all, like, depends. Like, do you, like... Because some people say they shot from the grassy knoll. Right. The grassy knoll. It, uh, like, who's feeding people these this information? Yeah. So it's like, what do you want? You if you believe the official information that the government government puts out, yeah, then it's like whatever. This is all stupid. But if you're doing your own digging, then it's like ah, there's some there's some weird stuff going on. Right, because you look at it, here. you look at it, and you say, of course they would say that happened. Yeah. You know all right. I mean? Yeah. Liam's got some questions. I think this is what we're the most knowledgeable on in the yeah. seven episodes of the show. No, I'm just saying in general. Like, no, yeah, that's why, yeah, that's where it's like. Oh, I got. You. I mean, oh, if, so you if, don't actually have questions. No, not not actually, but like. That's well. That's mm-hmm. that's the coin flip. There is it. Are you gonna just believe what the government feeds you and tells you, or is there something bigger going on? Yeah, because I, I like think to always that, think, I think there's, there's something bigger. There is. There is always something bigger. And going. I didn't we're really realize that until like the last two three years. Which we're not gonna get into politics and all that kind no. of crazy deep state stuff. But no. ever since I've like get, been getting older, I'm like, something the world more. is messed up, man. Oh yeah, it's absolutely. Crazy. The more you the think thing. about shit, the yeah, more yeah, it's like there's always something. Like the more crazy things seem like they're. It's more like realistic. That, I was like, that could be a cover-up. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, here's a conspiracy that I really just... I've never heard of this one before, but uh, Woody Harrelson's dad was supposedly involved. Uh, the man on the grassy knoll claims Harrelson Sr. was one of two gunmen and that he was later arrested dressed as a tramp in Dealey Plaza. And then I think they released him. But Jeez. Woody Harrelson's dad? That'd be wild. Good actor. I don't know how that was like number that was like number actor. eight or nine on the list. Woody Harrelson, his dad, but yeah, I mean, good shooter. You see family. Woody Harrelson, you're gonna bring oh, that yeah. up. That's the thing, though. I mean, now that you bring up good shooter, I mean, they couldn't have just brought in some. I mean, it, yeah, this is kind of tailing down some kind of conspiracy stuff, but this is not some random. We're gonna we'll have do an episode, episode on yes. conspiracies. We got yeah, there's we could multiple episodes yeah. probably. And then the last one is uh, Umbrella Man. So a lot of people say there is. The Umbrella Man did it, and the Umbrella Man was a uh, a man standing under a black umbrella, plain as day, standing there, and it was a sunny day out, and he was just standing there under a black umbrella. It's like they say, hidden in plain sight. Yeah, 
But a lot of people say that oh, this like was. <laughs> it's like, well, I mean, the yeah, sun's out. Make yourself yeah. a little obvious. But a lot of people say that this was a uh, protest for some political thing that he didn't like about JFK. So he was going to stand under a black umbrella. But I haven't seen the actual frame of what it looks like. But I like to think these are kind of cool. Like if the man had a gun inside of his umbrella, that'd be kind of cool. And that's, that's like we said, that's the best part about the museum is it shows you all these different viewpoints. Yeah. And it's like, believe what you want. Last thing I'll say about the uh, JFK assassination, then we'll move into some quick facts and then we'll wrap this up, um, is Clint Ramashaw, I think. Is that his name? Is that the guy from Minot that was on the motorcade behind? Oh, the Secret no? Service agent. I don't maybe It's Clint it something. Clint it's Clint Ramashaw. Ram- there's he, a There's a... There's a Clint Roma something from Minot. I don't know if that was the guy, but you should see, Nathan, if you could find a Clint that was on the back motorcade. He was on the motorcade behind JFK, and you can see he was the one that, after he got shot, ran off the motorcade and ran up to the back of the... And he's from Minot, yep. which is kind of cool. That's where we're from, for you people listening that are not from Minot. Um, Another little thing. Yeah, it's kind of cool. If it's not in there, is like, yeah, he ran up there to uh, try and protect Jackie Kennedy, yeah. his wife. And uh, he said that she was trying to pick up the brains, literally, of JFK. Yeah. Trying to salvage them so they could have them for him and try to keep him alive. Oh, and the last thing that I was going to say about this is JFK's last words. So, uh, Mr. President, you can't say Dallas doesn't love you. And he said, nope, you certainly can't. (sighs) Next thing later, he is dead. Like, oh, yeah, one guy in Dallas didn't really like you that much. The Dallas, was it the CIA? <laughs> Who knows? Who the world it? may never know. We it's just like know. how many licks does it take to get to the center? There was of the also <laughs> if, we, if we never make a podcast after this, you guys know why. <laughs> there was also a 14 year old boy reported watching JFK's face go blank around 12:30 p.m. He was assassinated at 12:30. So, <laughs> yeah, obviously his face is going blank. He just had a bullet go in the back of his brain. Yeah. Yeah. What would you do? You got the info on Clint, whatever. What you? What did you want to know about him? What's his name? Uh, his name is Clint Hill. Clint Hill, that's what it is. Where is he from? Uh, Laramore, North Dakota. There it is. Okay, Ooh. not mine. Not. Laramore, whatever. Everything's close here. Close enough. Uh, all right, yeah, so Clint Hill. Um, all right, a couple more things. USSR tests hydrogen bombs in 1960. Oh. 1953. If you can't put two and two together, that's nuclear bombs. Yeah, we're not even going to talk about that because that's 1953. So my research led me astray. We'll talk about that in the 50s episode. Uh, Birth control was born. FDA approved the sale of Inovid for use of oral contraceptive. Pill, along with others in the early years, had very high doses of hormones. 1988, they uh, discontinued the drug because it became linked to thrombosis and other health problems. What's thrombosis? I think it means you play the drums. You just have the urge. And what's thrombosis? I thought it was Please look a that thrombone. No. <laughs> you have the urge to play the <laughs> thrombone. <laughs> what's what? Thrombosis. thrombosis. Uh, short-lived uh, side effects like dizziness and vomiting. Risky increase in heart attacks and strokes. So, yeah. Birth control, though. That's when it happened in the 60s. Hmm. Imagine that birth control and Woodstock all in the same decade. Hmm. They probably needed that. You got the info on it. If only it was a few years. Thrombosis occurs when blood clots block veins or arteries. Yeah, well, that's not good. So blood clots. Yeah, not it's good. Definitely nothing to do with 
you so know, you're like, I don't, you're like, I don't want a child. You're like blood clots. Yeah. Pick your poison. It's kind of like a serial killer or serial rapist. What do you really want to be around in prison? <laughs> uh, first Super Bowl, 1967. Packers. The Packers were in it. Yep, it was the Packers versus Kansas City Chiefs, and the Packers won 35 to 10. I think Aaron Rodgers and Brett, Brett Favre. Favre were still on the team at that point. Um, Liam has no idea what we're talking about. He has nothing in his brain. I didn't realize that. The, sports. I didn't realize the yeah. Super Bowl started that late. Like 1967. Mean, there was like a, so there was like an NFL championship and then there was like an AFL championship and then the yeah. leagues merged. You know yeah. what I mean? Yep. And that's what it says. Yeah. They called it the AFL NFL world championship. That was the first one. And then the name Super Bowl came from the third one actually. Uh, and it was Lamar Hunt, Kansas City Chiefs owner. Uh, according to legend, his daughter played with a toy called the Super Bowl, and it stuck in his head when the league was looking for a less cumbersome name for the event. Because the AFL and NFL championship. Yep. Yeah, so he's like Super Bowl. So uh, it was adopted in 1969, Super Bowl three. 1969. Yep. What a great year. Trapped that year in a bottle. Huh? <laughs> Malcolm X was assassinated. In 1965, by a man named Thomas Hagen. He was a former member of the Nation of Islam and one of the assassins who killed Malcolm X. So I don't know if there's So was it Malcolm X? I'm pretty sure he was Islamic, right? And then he got assassinated by another man. No, he's Muslim. That's Islam. Okay. Then yes. Yep. That's African-American Muslim minister and human rights activist who was a prominent figure during the civil rights movement. Uh, Hagen stated in 1977 affidavit that he had planned the shooting with four others to seek revenge for Malcolm X's public criticism, criticism, criticism of Elijah Muhammad and the nation of Islam. So Malcolm X must have been Islam. And then he's just talking some stuff about Islam, kind of like how you just don't talk about the church back then. Catholic Church, right? He was he was stepping out. Yeah, he was stepping out, saying some shit that, and he said a couple things, and then they're like, "Mm, "We're gonna pop you." His real name was uh, Malcolm Little. Malcolm X is much more badass than Malcolm Little. Malcolm X may be one of the most badass names of all time, besides like fucking Bruce Lee. Yeah, I don't know how you can lead a revolution with the name Malcolm Little. No, if Little's in your name and you're trying to lead anything, sit down. Yeah. I'm not going to happen. Then that's why he did that. He's like, oh, no, Malcolm X. Yeah, but that's uh, that's the 1960s. That's all we got for the 1960s. Um, a lot of good topics there. We could have went in depth a lot more. I know I had the Bay of Pigs invasions on here, but that's we'll skip that. Talk about that, that another time the, for our yeah. war episode or something. But, uh, yeah, 1960s. Episode 7 is a wrap. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for watching. Share this somewhere. Post it on Leave your a story. Comment. Post on your story. I think people see stories a lot. Instagram mm-hmm. story. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but share it. Leave a comment. We'll uh, hopefully read it on episode eight next week. Leave a rating. Leave a review on Spotify and Apple. That really helps with uh, getting the podcast out there. And we appreciate you guys listening. But as for now, 1960s, episode seven. That's it. it.